Disclaimer, this podcast contains adult language. Hello there folks and welcome back to the Armchair Pundits with myself, Hammy Hamilton, and the host, Lester Boy Lindsay. Lester, let's get cracked on me. The biggest story has dominated the headlines. It's kept me off of my studying. Nearly failed my exam on Tuesday because all of Monday I was sat and glued to my phone on social media, on Twitter. Most of my own fault, my own doing, because I was tweeting so much that I was getting so much interaction with people. But nonetheless, the fiasco, Dubai... It was Rangers last season who fucked it in Dubai. It's this season. It's Celtic. Is next season? Is it going to be maybe Livingston or something when they're pushing <laughs> for the league? But certainly Dubai has became a bit of a architect and a Scottish football season. It's in the Middle East and it just so much is highlighted by how wrong it goes for any team that seems to go there. So I think it's maybe an avoidable one going into future seasons for any club, to be honest, because any time any team comes back for Dubai, it's never really positive, is it? No, I think if you're if you're visiting the United Arab Emirates at the, the Christmas time, you can just wave Dubai to your title chances, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> that worked in that one for days. <laughs> uh, or the United States of, what was it, Gordon DL said in Super Scoreboard? United States of Arabic. Uh, that's, what I said. that's a belter to be fair um, but aye Dubai let's just get fired into it because a lot happened on Monday and I've I'm not just talking about break. oh it was a horrendous miserable experience, miserable experience. Nah, that's right. I've actually been as well but I seem to enjoy myself a wee bit more than you did um, Dubai I mean we can get into Monday night's game what happened pre-match to be honest there was club statements firing left right or back left and centre I should say <laughs> um, um, Dubai I mean it was booked in November it was booked at a time where the Dubai was in the green zone if you like it was, mm-hmm. it was deemed safe to go there was no quarantine uh, back, back or forward uh, to Dubai at the time that it was booked by whoever it was at Celtic, it's never actually been confirmed, but somebody made the decision that it would be a benefit for the club to go on a training camp. Um, it's maybe not being perceived that way, but at the time it was booked, it was perfectly legal. Even now, you could probably argue that it's still legal what they've done, just a bit frowned upon. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, before we get cracked on into everything that happened on Monday, what's your thoughts initially that, do you think they should have went to Dubai? Do you think it should have been booked in the first place? Do you think, in hindsight, this is where people are jumping to conclusions? It's a multifaceted, multifaceted answer I'm going to have to give. So there's blame lies. So <laughs> many. You've been planning that. You fucked it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's difficult. It can't get away with it. Um, <laughs> no, but the, the blame lies at so many people's door for this one. It lies at the, the fault of the the bodies who made the rules at the start of this season for elite sporting competitions for travel because why was that in place? If it was for Europe, then it should be stated that it's only Europe. We know Dubai isn't in Europe, so it shouldn't be able to travel to Dubai. It got to like the Celtic have to accept a certain amount of blame for booking it. I mean, as you said, it's legal, but frowned upon, it's ill-advised. And it's it's a bit daft. Um, but the only thing I could say maybe for Celtic and their defence um, would be the pressure that's put on these players, especially this season with the, the 
possibility of losing ten in a row and having objects flung at their car and stuff. And let's let's be honest, they're doing their job. They're not doing it particularly well, but they don't deserve the abuse to get. And everyone's having a tough time, but they're, they're, they're in the media, they're in the headlines, and it's it's a bit of a holiday for them. It's a bit of a break. They were training. You've seen them by the pool, um, having their pint. And I seen a tweet that I thought was absolutely brilliant. Is the the treat the trip was all worthwhile? Have you seen how good Lax House is looking? I know that was a belter, wasn't it? Do you know some people actually believed that for? That <laughs> believed that was Laxalt. Uh, Shane Duffy doing Laxalt here, aye. Uh, it was Shane Duffy, wasn't it? But it was certainly no Laxalt anyway. I don't know who it was, aye. But it was Shane Duffy, 100%. Maybe it was a Laxalt's like, wee brother or wee sister, or probably like his son or daughter, to be fair. He's of or, ages. Or Duffy's daughter, maybe. Aye, uh, probably something like that. But just to play, you covered quite a decent bit of ground there. Just to kind of play devil's advocate with you. Because I think a lot of people, I, I take it you're talking about the photo that everybody's seen about Neil Lennon sitting with a pint of Peroni, Scott Brown sitting with half a pint of Peroni. Is that the photo you're talking about on the sunbeds? Uh huh, yep, that's the one I. So they're saying it's a training regime. They don't train for 15 hours a day and sleep for the remaining nine. Do you know what I mean? They, they do have some downtime. The human being, you can see. They're human beings, so how do you know that that and and I know because Nicola Sturgeon has actually probed the the body's SFA. It's not the SPFL; it's the SFA and the SWA. I want to say uh-huh. it's them that have been probed into an investigation to look into it. So I'm sure in the coming weeks or months or whenever it may be, probably because Celtic are one of the big two, it will take days. But because of that, we'll find out exactly what went on was there any protocols that were breached was there any wrongdoings really on Celtic's part but just to play devil's advocate with you at the current moment and over the past couple of days nobody actually knows if what they done was breaching any protocols because yeah. what Celtic have came out and said is that they were excluded from the rest of well just the normal running of the hotel they were in a private sort of area so yeah. how do we know that that area and all those people in the photos are not linked into the Celtic bubble because yeah. it wasn't just players and the, the management that we see every day it was there was a lot more bodies that went in that so you don't actually know was that like the physios and stuff like that that we've seen in the pictures nobody actually knows so everyone just jumps to an immediate conclusion that Celtic have went over there to drink pints I'm not saying that jumping on a flight and going to Dubai which is thousands and thousands of miles away but I think it's like a seven hour flight from Glasgow Um, it's frowned upon of course it is they did take their private jet but I mean there's people here especially people who are associated with Celtic who are paying their season ticket money can't see their grandchildren they can't see their aunties uncles maws they can't even get a haircut nowadays Um, whereas they're paying 60,000 um, season tickets sold by Celtic and that money they're watching getting flown to Dubai because let's, let's face it it's a lot of money it is a lot of money it is a lot of money but the the thing that annoys me about that is and I understand why people are frustrated paying £500 for a season ticket to go and see their team fly to Dubai but if Celtic were 21 points top of the, the, the league now Celtic fans wouldn't be complaining about the money that they've paid for the season ticket and 
they're not doing great and they want them to suffer for that because they're making them unhappy and it's it's a horrible thing that but just because you can't see your granny and you can't do this and x and y doesn't mean that no one else should be able to do things within rules and we don't know if it is within rules yet or if it's without but to assume that blindly because you're unhappy about it it's just it's a bit farcical but in the the circus that is scottish football it's no surprising yeah i i, I suppose in what you're saying but that's the reality of it no uh-huh. The reality of it is that people can see their grannies and they're stuck here and they're watching Celtic jet off to... What kind of precedent does that set? Because I know that it was all booked before this sort of second lockdown, if you like, yeah. was announced by Nicola Sturgeon on the 4th of January. They were actually in Dubai at the time that that was announced. But, I mean, could they... I think a lot of people seen the second lockdown coming. Could they not yeah. have cancelled it before they went? Especially talks, after mate, that old fun it? game. Money talks, and it's hardly surprising that you see again people with money getting let off in more than people without money. But I'm I'm going to go back to the point of just because you can't see your granny doesn't mean everybody else in the world should suffer. And that's why I brought up earlier that the the Celtic players are probably under more pressure than anybody else in this country at the moment. The the large amount, the size of that fan base, and they're underperforming. They're having a arguably a tougher time than anybody because they need to adhere to the same rules as everybody else as in in your house and at work and that's it no other contact with anybody else outside and they don't have any real rest and recovery so the trip to Dubai to train it's ill-advised and it's poor and I think the media have played on that very well to try and get stories and sell papers but to me I don't listen I don't have much of an issue with it really? Nah, I just, like as long as it's as long as I've carried out the, the protocols and kept myself as safe as possible, then I charge on. So what about the fact that now there's sixteen players slash members of staff at Celtic who are now currently self isolating? Well, that's that. That's We've obviously took... that's obviously a side effect of that trip to Dubai. But I mean, yeah, it's not as if they're the first team in the league that have had positive cases. Most teams in the league have had positive cases so far. Like You can't just attribute that to only down to Dubai. There's nothing to say that wouldn't have happened had they been here. They're all in close proximity with each other at training and game days and stuff. We've seen cases, remember the Croatian centre-back, Vida, who tested positive at half-time and had to come off a game. So COVID's taken over and the media vilify people who are particular at the moment, who are their life could be at risk with a life-threatening illness. And almost to try and verify them to sell head to sell papers. I'm I'm not a fan of it at all. No, it's, see, I, I was playing devil's advocate at the, at the start of you, but that was just in terms of trying to show a bit of opposition to you. I actually stand on the the fact that it does bother me, and I think Dubai was totally wrong. And I, think I know looking at hindsight, it's ill advised and just everything that it stood for, the way it was. The way it was handled by Celtic, I mean, even after it, it, I think that even added more fuel to the fire, to be honest, the way that, I mean, even Peter Lowell's statement, which we'll go on to in a wee tiny bit, but... Listen, since the Dubai I mean, trip, just I don't have an issue with Dubai trip, but since the way it's been handled since they've come back, I take great issue with that. But I don't think the yeah. trip itself deserves as much attention as it got, because when they first, even before they went over, lockdown hadn't been announced. It, it, it was still... I think tier four, tier three, tier four, but it wasn't as strict as it is now. A lot, a lot mm-hmm. of new restrictions have come in since that trip. But surely, so do you think Chris Julian picked up the coronavirus while he was over in Dubai? The likelihood is that he did. 
the, the highest possibility is saying yes, I. So, like, t- to go over there and, I mean, we we could be sitting here and nobody tested positive for coronavirus and we could be sitting here and then I, maybe you go, right, okay, they got away with it. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is they went all the way over to Dubai. Now 16 players have put possibly Scottish football at risk because they've now cancelled. I mean, it does have a domino effect. Because we've now just seen League One and League Two being cancelled for three weeks. Do you think that would have happened if it wasn't for Celtic? It's been a massive news story. I think that would have happened. F- whoever arranged whoever arranged that needs there needs to be questions asked on whoever arranged that. Probably Peter Law. I don't think Neil Lennon has got much say in Celtic. Uh, usually when a manager gets appointed in a club, it is the buck with is with the manager. The manager has the final say, but yep. that doesn't seem to be the case at Celtic. It actually seems to be, and on the back of the club statement, you can look at it whatever way you want. But for me, I think I read between the lines of that Peter Law has gave the green light for that, and it was Peter Law's decision because it's worked in previous years. I think, that's I think that. Sorry, on you go. No, I'm just saying that I think it was just wrong for that to even consider that. It's like we're Celtic and we'll do what we want. And the fact that they then came out and says, well, the, S- the SFA approved it and that was on the back of agreeance with the Scottish government. But then we're finding out that the Scottish government never agreed with it. They came back and says that as long as it's for the benefit of the club or in European competition. But, I mean, they're going over there and you're seeing pictures of them drinking pints and whatnot. I know I played devil's advocate with you, but I believe that none of those people in that picture are actually anything to do with Celtic we'll probably find that out because none of them are familiar faces apart from Shane Duffy Neil Lennon and Scott Brown Yeah. and then there's pictures of Neil Lennon standing with a pint with his mask on somebody's took a picture of him and he's standing you know within maybe half a metre of them um, there's other photos of, at the bar as well that you've seen like Shane Duffy just all sitting at a doesn't look as if it's in a secluded spot in the in the hotel that they were staying so it's it's almost as if they've went, we are Celtic, we've done this in previous years, fuck the global pandemic, and they've not took that into account and just done what they want, really. Just to pick up my previous point, you said that we are Celtic, we'll do what we want. That's not a new thing. That's that's not a new thing that the old firm do what they want and get off with it in Scotland. And it, I can understand why they get a lot way more, because they bring so much money into the game, and if it wasn't for the two of them, the game would be on its ass pretty much. So I can understand yep. why that the SFA and the SFL maybe let them maybe more than other clubs do, but... <sighs> it's, we, we could go over it, wasn't it, about this, but the... the, the Talking point of uh, was that Celtic Celtic personnel at that poolside picture that we've seen with them drinking Neil Lennon, Scott Brown drinking the pints. I mean, the idea that a Celtic team and as you said, like could be backroom staff and in a perfect world, football fans like to believe that your team all got on. So there's say there's twenty three players at Hamilton now. I'd love to believe that they're all best pals and they're all best mates and they all got on brilliantly, but that's not the case. They might be more pal with the backroom staff and some there'll be cliques. There'll be folk that go on and folk that don't go on. I mean you can imagine Julian, Edward and, and Sham, because they're all French speaking, they'll have a more of a connection than they will with somebody like Ryan Sorrow Christie. As well. I mean I can't even understand Ryan Christie, so I'd struggle to hang about with him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but It'll be clicky, and I'm excited to see the outcome of it. But I think, as I said earlier, I don't think the trip itself was horrific. I don't think it was good. 
But the wording of the government, as you said, it's if it's essential and if it's for European competition, who's to say it's essential and it benefits? That's such a blank and open. It's open for the interpretation. So you, don't, you don't think it was good, but you don't agree with it. No, no, I don't think. I don't disagree with it. I don't think it should have been... No, sorry, planned. sorry. You don't think it was good, but you don't have an issue with it. Sorry, is what you said. Aye. I, have it, had it not been for the papers, I, I wouldn't be that bored by it. Um, but since they've returned, I think they've went about their business the full wrong way. Right, we'll go on to Pierre Lowell's statement because I think that's probably one of the main talking points of this episode. Peter Lowell's statement started well for me. I mm-hmm. think... Celtic fans, including Andy Walker, by the way. I mean, did you watch the the pre match build up to the? Celtic I actually never Hibs watched pre match build up. I was in Walker, but I only turned it on five minutes in. Uh, very passionate for Andy Walker. Another um, ex Celtic players have came out and kind of jumped on a bandwagon for me to be fair. But he was one of the main kind of catalysts, and it, he spoke very passionately. He he spoke about the kind of granddaughter situation, you can't see family and blah, blah, blah. And he was just looking for a bit of, in his words, right? Because I only learned this the other day, contrition, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's a word that's been branded about on all platforms. I mean, I've heard that about, I'd never heard it in my life. And there we go, I've just heard it 30 times in one week. So this word's getting <laughs> branded about contrition. Celtic fans now want a bit of sympathy to be shown. Do you know what I mean? They want, they want Peter Lowell to come out and apologise effectively do you know what i mean they want yeah. someone from celtic because we're getting john kennedy who says there's no celtic wrongdoing then you get scott brown saying well footballs are allowed to have pints neil lennon says there's no one issue with it gavin strachan when he took charge of celtic against hibs is coming out and saying nah everything they done was was for the benefit of the club they done nothing wrong they want somebody to come out and go no what we fucked it and we are sorry that's what they all wanted so peter Long did that, does that. When one person does that, that's when Celtic can become liable. Whereas if everybody holds tight and says it was for the benefit of the club and the wording of the Scottish government's publications to say it's yep. okay if it's for the benefit of the club, that's where the issue yep. comes in. So they're not going to get that closure of someone coming out and saying, oh, listen, we made a mistake. Well, they, they, they kind of did. Who? Peter Law's YouTube video. Is it a statement on Celtic TV? Aye. It's... I don't. I don't know if I would, I'd say he admitted blame. No, well, to be fair, that's what I was going on. It started off really well. It started <laughs> off, and I went, "Fuck, there he's done it. He's he's just said he apologises and the mistake, the the Dubai trip was a mistake. He literally that's his opening line. <laughs> but then he goes on to say a few slightly arousing, let's just say slightly eyebrow raising kind of statements. I, I wouldn't say arousing. No. That's when you get a stoner when you're aroused. Uh, I suppose, but uh, you can use it. In <laughs> no, no, Peter Lowell, mate, no for me. No, no, no way a Scottish football podcast. No, <laughs> you can't use the word arousing. <laughs> but um, oh fuck, I'm never going to live for that doing it, Anyway, so he said that a few statements in there, and one that I know that will grind your gears is that he said that Celtic are the most affected club in Scotland from coronavirus. I want. To, I would like clarification on that statement because it could mean a million things. It could mean Celtic have had to pay out more money. It could mean Celtic, whatever. But I think in terms of what he's trying to get at is Celtic's arse has collapsed since the start of COVID. That's pretty much all yeah, so, I can see. So it's everyone else's fault. It's coronavirus's fault that things haven't been handled. I mean, coronavirus exists, right? There's no, there's no getting around that. Whether you believe it or not, 
believe in coronavirus or not, it exists. But what you can do as a club is implement your own protocols. You can follow your own procedures. Yep. You can make your own decisions. Like, I mean, I'm I'm taking Rangers as a benchmark because I think they've handled the coronavirus pandemic better than most clubs in Europe, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that's what they say. I remember when Philip Palander got a case, they just dealt with it. I mean, the, the Jordan Jones and George Edmondson case, low-key in the media because they just dealt with it. Whereas mm-hmm. it seems with Celtic, a lot of things have got out of hand for the ball and golly situation all the way to Dubai, really. This is, and all the way... This is sorry, the only point that I've actually seen that makes me think the Dubai trip is somewhat unreasonable, right? Is the handling of volleyball and goalie. He went on a flight to Spain, he came back and he was let go by the club. Not eight months later, the club decided to do the exact same thing, but with the of the full club. That's the only thing that I can maybe see that's a bit contradictory in the situation. That is. Yeah. Mate, they, see, to be honest, it, it's fully that. See if you actually dissect some of the statements. Mm. So you've got Gavin Strachan, Neil Lennon, Scott Brown, John Kennedy all coming out defending their situation, but then Peter Law comes out and says it's a mistake. There's mm. that's, that's a bit of a contradiction in itself, but there's just been loads of stuff. They're very selective as well, because you think about like international duty, right? So mm-hmm. see a few months ago when... It was actually the first Old Firm game in the season. Mm-hmm. Celtic came out and they, they actually made a few club statements about this at the time because yep. I remember it. Them as a club hadn't had a coronavirus case, right? Yep. They went. The players went on international duty from the top of my head. I can remember it was two Israeli players, which would be El Hamid and Nirbiton, contracted. Yep. yep, I think Chris Julian as well. He was also... Edward. Am I right in saying that? No, Julian was oh, sorry, it was Edward. Edward. Aye, sorry, Edward, you've got it right. And Ryan Christie as well had to self-isolate. He never got coronavirus, but he had to self-isolate because of Tierney. Tierney and Armstrong were playing FIFA. Aye. Aye. So, I remember when all that sort of stuff happened, and then Celtic kind of said that they're treating coronavirus with the utmost respect. We don't agree with international football. And that they were basically slagging off and saying that international football shouldn't be played because they're better than anybody else at handling coronavirus. Fast forward, it's because of the air, sorry, on the back of like getting on flights and going to different countries when it's not 100% essential, right? Is what they were saying, hotels. I think I'm a bit oversimplifying the situation a little bit, but aye, right, okay. Right, I'll get to it eventually. So, and now the club are saying otherwise effectively. So they're being very selective in my view being very selective of when they want to use international overseas and when they don't so there's a bit of hypocrisy in that as well um i don't know what your views are on on that just just to kind of balance that out a wee bit i think the point celtic were making beforehand with international fixtures were in the spl or the s the scottish premiership sorry you are you're in a bubble you're tested regularly to make sure you're safe if you're not you're told to isolate come back when that's your incubation period's over and then you're back to it. The issue with players going away abroad was a lot of the players that were playing weren't in bubbles like that. They weren't getting tested as regularly and it was only on international duty. And it was still when yep. tests were coming back with that was claimed as false positives and then negative and positive on the same day and stuff. It was a bit confusing. The testing seems to be a lot more clear now. Um, I think the issue, the reason Celtic can, can maybe get away with what you're trying to say maybe they shouldn't get away with is that Celtic were 
they travelled as Celtic as a bubble. They didn't travel with players from all over the world. Sorry, I sorry, I, I wasn't sure if I was in the airport there. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I know what you mean because you know Israel's got players at the time that I knew weren't get tested. So, uh-huh. but in terms of international travel, they're being like selective, if you know what I mean. How so? Because they, they didn't like it a few months ago when all their players were coming back with coronavirus and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, because it was players and they were you said, with Israel who weren't getting tested. So, of course, they're going to be different. They're going to feel different about that because that's the players they're paying and supporting and paying their wages and then they're not able to play the game Unnecessary because of someone I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying about the the fact that the players weren't getting tested, right? That's out of the picture. I'm talking about international travel. They were wanting to stop all of that. Well, I don't whereas think now the full teams just went to Dubai. No, I don't think that's true. Flight. I don't think they were wanting to stop international travel because they still competed in European fixtures, but they had to travel internationally. They didn't out and out say that, but that was basically what the statement was saying. No, I, I disagree. Well, we'll agree. We'll need to agree to disagree on this one. Right, fair enough. Um. Moving on to maybe Hibs statement, Hibs club statement. Hibs statement on the Monday night. Yes. Aye, sickening. What do you make of the Hibs club statement? Um, absolutely sickening in terms of how it's been dealt with. This is what I meant as of since they've came back. I think it's been dealt with very poorly. Uh, Hibs are wanting to. Let's not remember this fixture was moved to allow for that trip to Dubai, right? Celtic came back with positive care, uh, tests, cases, however you word it. Hibs want extra tests to ensure the safety of their players and Celtic players. They want to have tests on the day of the game to make sure that's done. They get told that's not possible. Hibs maybe offered to postpone the game. I don't know the full ins and outs to offer to postpone the game. But Hibs said the SFA, sorry, the SPFL made clear that not filling the fixture would have severe consequences for Hibernian. Now, what's severe consequences? Because we've seen St Mirren not able to fulfil fixtures and it was three points that they, they get docked. We've got an appeal in there now, as do Kilmarnock. Is that severe consequences? Because none of those games were against Celtic. It was against Hamilton and Motherwell. This comes back to the old debate. Are the, the, the big two treated differently? And I'm very, very glad that Celtic actually played that game on Monday night and didn't postpone it because I think if that game was postponed, the outcome of the hearing of Kilmarnock and St Mirren would have been vastly different due to the fact that Celtic were in the same boat as them. Yep, definitely. I mean, that last paragraph in that statement by Hibbs says the SPFL made clear that not fulfilling the fixture would have severe consequences for Hibernian. The club also notes that we have been asked to fulfil this fixture less than two weeks from our Betfred Cup semi-final. We have been assured by the SPFL that any COVID-19 issues that may arise from fulfilling this fixture will be taken into account and the semi-final postponed if required. I mean, there's three paragraphs there. You can go into Hibs' statement and read all of that if you want. But it's always good when you get a club statement because you always do have like a wee subtle message in there. Yep. You always do have a wee bit of a code and a wee bit of a clue on the kind of emotion that Hibs are feeling from it. It's not just a kind of factual news story. At the top there, they said that there's going to be severe consequences, which is just highlighting what you said about how they get treated differently, which is pretty much bang out, you would probably say. But... Um, I mean, it could it just be Hibs being dramatic, or is there actual issues here? Because why? I don't understand why Celtic never maybe came out and went. Well, listen, safety of the players. I mean, there was a couple of Hibs players that rejected to play on Monday night. Mm-hmm. 
one actually never made it and I'm I'm ninety percent sure it was Martin Boyle. It was the only game that he's missed all season. There was yeah. one player that actually sat out the game. It was a and it was getting branded about as possibly Brandon Boyle. Nobody's Brandon Boyle. Martin Boyle <laughs> um on Monday night. Blanky but, Boyle. So like it was on the back of his family, basically. So yeah. he's got concerns over his family which is fair enough you can't argue you can't grumble with that Mm -hmm. Jack Ross's statement before it you could tell he was a bit annoyed by the full situation so it just does raise a question is it not easier for Celtic to just go well I if it's going to make everyone happy we'll pay for a round of testing before the game and get a rapid is it 90 minutes or something like that to get a rapid test back so I don't know why that wasn't carried out to put everyone's mind at ease and ultimately take a bit of the the flack of them because that raised a lot of questions the fact that they rejected that on the back of guidance from the SFA listen it could maybe be fear a more positive case and the pressure that's on them for the league title it could have been a million and one things but what what annoys me and confuses me more than anything else is that those words severe consequences in that statement because Hibs asked to postpone the fixture until they knew that it was safe to play at them that's reasonable for me. Hibs wanting that. That's a reasonable request. Is making sure that yep. the, the safety of their players is paramount. That's the first thing they've got to focus on, right? Yep. Now that fixture was moved to accommodate that Dubai trip. So Celtic postponed the fixture in the first place for a reason that would put people in could could put people in jeopardy. Jeopardy. And then Hibs done the opposite and asked to postpone it for safety and we're told severe consequences would happen if they postponed it that's that's for me the clearest indication ever that the old firm are treated differently than every other club outside the old firm that there is it's clear and black and white aye from a Hibs point of view not just necessarily a Hibs point of view mate just as anybody from outside the old firm as, as a Hamilton fan I'm getting annoyed reading that and I don't particularly no, but, like no, but the point point of view that's being made is from a Hibs point of view yeah, sorry, I, I, I get them that say that it's their statement. Yeah, but it would have severe consequences for a burning. I suppose that could be. It's not in quotation. It's not a quote. It could be the SFA have said something and they've said severe consequences. Three points could be the severe consequence. I don't know, but I it's Hibs would have consequences for postponing the fixture, but Celtic were allowed to postpone the fixture even though Hibs said no to postponing it. Nah, it's just, it's uh, ridiculous. It does raise it like if the shoe was on the other foot, I imagine it was Hibs. Mm-hmm. I mean, would they even be allowed to go to Dubai? Would they even be allowed to postpone the fixture and, and move it to a different date to accommodate themselves over Celtic? I, I, I mean, it, you could spend all night talking about stuff like that, but would that happen? In my opinion, no. And I have been on this show before saying that I, I mean, I'm a fan of one of the big two, and I think that um, they are treated differently in Scotland. So, um, it does raise a, a massive question, to be fair. And then just in the daily cycle of Celtic PR nightmares, I think the day was the, the best one yet. After spending quarter of a million pound travelling to Dubai, they then furlough their under-18 squad. Aye, uh, well, that's just... It's crazy. It's just... It's basically a middle finger up to the government, isn't it? Yep, dipping the money out of the pockets of the government to give it to an elite organisation and I'm not putting the word elite in Andy's mouth there this is the, the word that Celtic use to defend their trip as for elite sporting competition they are elite so why are they using the furlough scheme in their own by billionaires and it's uh, I, I'm getting wound I'm getting so wound up the, the full 
handling of it since he came back. As I said, I don't have an issue with the trip itself, but since they've came back, they've been almost out of touch with reality at the moment and just thinking that whatever we do, we'll get away with it because we're, we're Celtic. And it's... Well, Celtic, there's a, there's like an element of self-righteousness in it. Yep. And I think that was came across. I mean, no better man to speak for Celtic. Celtic are a club. They don't speak. They're not human. So a, a guy that had to be the spokesperson for them had to be Peter Law. And in his statement, he said that Celtic are the most affected club from coronavirus. I know that I've already said it in this podcast, but I think that shows an element of self-righteousness. You've got yeah. clubs who are potentially going out of the game. You've got Partick Thistle who get relegated. You've got Hearts who get relegated despite, you know, <laughs> there was like eight games to go. I mean, Partick Thistle, sorry, is like one of the worst ones. They got relegated and they still had a game to play over um, Queen of the South. Yep. So, and Stranraer was the other one as well. So to say that shows there as an element of maybe like no even... Entitlement. Caring. I and. Aye, just no caring, to be fair. It's almost, and just, just to balance this, this episode out, because it's been very fucking, like, all pile on in Celtic, literally just so, if any Celtic fan manages to get to the end of this, just so he can put a wry smile on their face. <laughs> Mate, uh, no, it's the Celtic fans that are believing in this. Aye, but um, just to try and put a bit of a smile on their face, give them something to smile about, I'm just going to have a wee cheap dig. The, the behaviour that's being exhibited now is pretty much the behaviour that David Murray showed and his latter years at Rangers, that kind of, I'll do what I want and I'll get away with it. Kind of Craig White as well when he came in, it was never really any fear that anything was going to happen. And the warning signs are there that something big is on the, the hill for Celtic and they need to be careful on how they deal with this now. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on that. That's just, it's comparing apples with oranges. The Craig White one, I fair enough, you can say that, but the David Murray one, I don't understand how that's getting to do with what's currently happening with Celtic and the coronavirus. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not talking like I'm not talking about the actual instances themselves. I'm talking about the idea of the self righteousness and the the invincibility. If you know what I mean, the I'll do it. I want, and we can't be touched. Are you, ta- are you talking about the EBTs? And yeah, that that period of time where it was we'll put we'll do this. And so we we we'll. Do the EBTs despite it being illegal, sort of thing last year. Yeah, aye, it's it's a similar pattern that you're seeing, and Celtic need to be very careful. They need to cross their cross their T's and dot their I's in this one. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Right, have we got anything else to say on the matter? Eh, I hope Livingston beat them (laughs) twice. Honestly, aye, I'm a mate. I'm a love an underdog story. Nah, I suppose I. I'm no comment. What? I'm no comment. I'm no comment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, if you've got nothing else to say, I think we've covered a lot of ground there. Mm-hmm. Celtic fans, Rangers fans, any fans really? Hibs, Hibs fans, fans really? Hibs fans. I'm interested in here now. Livingston fans. Um, what's the other teams that have really been involved with all this? Probably like even Hearts Marling, fans, Stranraer, Partick Thistle. Yeah, Submarling, Kilmarnock. We had the. The hearing that we're waiting to hear the result of it um, in the next hour or so. No um, so unfortunately, we fans. can't incorporate that. No, we're not interested in Ross County fans either. Um, <laughs> even though we had a Ross County fan that followed us today, so I need to maybe tone it down a wee bit on consistently calling them shite every single week. <laughs> um, and cheap shaggers is one that I used <laughs> last week. Um, but 
Yep, we've covered a lot of ground there. Let us know on Twitter at TA Pundits what you think about the episode. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are we being too harsh on Celtic at the start of the, that featured episode there? Leicester actually stuck up for Celtic and, and said they didn't have an issue with it. Do you agree with him? Let us know at TA Pundits. Um, leave us a five-star review. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, Jim.